It's gonna be his wedding photo. Okay. Well, that'll be good for the people listening, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> for anyone listening. Has anyone ever cooked naked? I think I have. I feel like I have as well. I've done like a pot noodle naked. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely. I've my dick in a fucking <laughs> chicken pot noodle. <laughs> or does the McDonald's count? Not going to the McDonald's. Like... <laughs> <laughs> going, no, going into the kitchen. <laughs> Just being like, <laughs> no, you sent me an image. It was like uh, a creeper with but tits, and you were like, oh, "What do you think about this?" Creeper with tits, and then it's like thoughts. Like, yeah, exactly. It was like that, and I was it like, just... I kept, I kept thinking about the song, like creeper. Oh man. <laughs> do you know? Creeper. Do you know why it's because oh, you man. sent you sent me a message once, and it was like. um you were on the bus or something, you were like, I'm scared to open this because I'm on a bus. And now every time I send you something, I think of that while I'm doing it. <laughs> Did I have a conversation? I don't know if it was with yourself, Kyle. But, like, <laughs> lockdown was rough. And I was, like, okay, looking up, like, um, about mail. What do you call that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Masturbation? Yes. <laughs> the male sex toys and stuff. And I was, like... Yo, it was just a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking in-depth research about it. Yeah, I lo- no, I love them. I think they're great. I don't use one personally. No, so I mean, what, yeah. if anyone would like to buy me one on the Amazon wish list, fle- that is it. What is it? What is it's it? A flashlight. It's a flashlight. Oh, a flashlight. Yeah. Like, there's, 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 yeah. Those. Those. <laughs> they've got ones, right? I'm really glad you've opened this door. They've got ones <laughs> that are like beer Kyle cans. Close. Big they've hands. Got- they're beer cans, right? Oh, well, you like crack it open and then I like. Thought, I yeah. thought you said I've got one that's like a big hand. That <laughs> 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 was like, so why? <laughs> okay. Could you imagine just using your own hand for a hand? <laughs> no, 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 just using your own hand for a slightly bigger version. <laughs> no, they've got these. They've got these. Right. I wanna. I want. I wanna ask this question on a on a public public platform. They've got these ones that are like beer cans, right? And that that so it's like. A thing here, right? It's like a, it's like a vagina, but it's in a beer can. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you are so like. You, no, the no. Human, the, uh, right, the yes, female yes. vagina is so foreign to you that you describe it as a thingy. <laughs> you're like, what are those thingies? What are they called? Um, vagina. Vaginas. <laughs> no, but this is the question. This is the question I have for it, right? Because it's supposed to be like discreet, so I guess you can keep it in your living room. <laughs> it's an ornament. <laughs> you know, so it's like it's like you wouldn't know. When you find it, that that's what it is, I assume. But does it have beer in it? <laughs> this is what I want to know. So I, can I just, I want to just ask, right? Because I don't know about anyone else, and it's probably just me, because I did zone out at some point. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> like, you're talking about a beer can that has beer in it, but it is actually maybe cum. That is no. the, the most male macho thing. <laughs> like, it's got everything in it. All you, need, all you need is just football. Football. <laughs> and then you're there. It's a beer can, but you open it up and it's a vagina, but the, the it's patterned like a football. <laughs> if you go to your mate's house and you see a beer can that's just lying there, right? At first, I would be like, are you drinking this? And then obviously you would go, no, because that's my, where my dick's Imagine been, how you know? fucked you would be, right? <laughs> if you're at your mate's... And you go crack open a beer and it's just this fanny staring at you. (laughs) (laughs) You just fucking freak out. I just need to clarify. 
So it's it's a beer can and then you yeah. crack it open and it's some kind of fleshlight essentially inside. Yeah, so the the I I believe the idea of it is is that it's discreet so that if someone found it it would just look like a beer can not a, a vagina that they're thingy. But then you could you not do that with any household object ever? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like you fucking like take <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you take the fucking thing off a lamp or something and it's a massive dildo. Or, like, do you know what Yo, I mean? my lamp there. <laughs> the light there. Like, there you go. It's, it's mounted to the wall, so you have to, like... Unplug it. <laughs> Just, like, wire it down. <laughs> it comes straight from the wall to your bed like a fucking, like a fucking three-foot-long dildo. <laughs> I could just imagine, like, the big thing from Monsters, Inc., you know the thing that like pure sucks in their lips i'm like yo <laughs> yo Wait, oh that one yeah. yeah why are you imagining that why not like why not why not this is the thing i was just about to say daisy like see you being like oh imagine if this incense part imagine if that was a flashlight clearly you've never been a guy because when you have a penis anything with a hole in it you you will try it at one point <laughs> that's what it is that's the, the is that and is that and like hitting it off a of thing sometimes does it not hurt? No. Because sometimes, like, you know when you... <laughs> Depends the force. You just go, like... Depends the pressure. <laughs> when you unsheath it. <laughs> the sword fighting. Well, it's like, if I fucking smack my clit off the side of a table, I'd be in agony. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to know if it's... if Because this, this is what determines if we're equal or not. Nothing about rights. And if, you, if you're at home and you have a penis, um... Sticky. Or a male identified and would like one, feel free to buy one and just put it in things and hit it off things. And um, whoever hits the biggest thing wins. <laughs> what do they win? You just win. You win. You win. You win the game. It's, it's the game. It's the game. Don't fucking mention the game, Michael, because now this is going to. This has happened for 24 years. I've now fucked, years fucked everyone. Everyone, fucked everyone has lost the game. Everyone, listen. Is this the new game? Where, like, the second you say the game, everyone starts hitting their dicks off and shit. Yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's an unspoken game between men where we've all hit something that we It's an unspoken sure. game between me and Kyle. <laughs> do, you, do you hit things with your penis when they're erect? Or did you do this at our flat? <laughs> I just want to no. ask. No, I only did it well, when, when I was when I was staying over. We're like, no, no, I would never do that when I'm older. And Michael's like... <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I just want to say I did. I I did in fact break my mic stand. I mean my phone stand uh, a couple weeks ago. When I got so, drunk. so for those of you listening, Daisy just won. <laughs> Shall we do the intro really quickly? <laughs> the intro scares me. <laughs> Wait, we need to. What's going to be our jazzy way of doing it? <gasps> Should we do it at the oh, same I time? Gonna, no, I was going to do it in reverse this time. So I was going to be like, say our names and then do the title of the podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, Niz Nyom Niz Please do that. Please do that. I did, but like word perfect. Like absolutely. You were literally like, I was like, all right, go on. Then you went, Nis, Nyan, Nis, Yan, Okay, how do men speak? 
me like, how do men speak? <laughs> how do like straight men speak? Uh, I love dick and balls. Uh. Yes. How <laughs> do men do that? You will be our first male guest. Thank you. No, Michael. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bitchcraft and Faggotry podcast with me, Kyle Broadhurst. No, I'm Kyle Broadhurst. Shite. With me, Daisy Noir. And me, Kyle Broadhurst. And we're definitely straight. And we're so Why sound like Ian Sterling? We're so straight. And welcome to Love Island, <laughs> where the contestants... We are so straight. So we have brought our straight friend onto the show so to help us um, straighten our lives. Uh, um. And we are so, we are, I want to emphasize how straight we are. YouTube, so straight. if YouTube. you see this, <laughs> we are really We are straight. so straight, straighter than a ruler. So welcome, welcome to the stage, our, our coach for the day in straight etiquette. Because um, we need it. Having privilege and what to do with it. Uh, Michael Tom. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. I'm glad we're having this conversation like we've not already been speaking for an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your pronouns. Um, just, just what, what do we need to know about you before we, before we bask in the essence of Tomney? Okay. Two, Hello. Two, two gals, one Tom. Go. <laughs> two gals, one Tom. Two gals, one Dom. Oh. You are not Dom. I'm so sorry. Sir. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hard bottom. Thanks, someone lied to you several times. Someone at the stage just like, Hello, my name is Michael. Uh, and my pronouns are he, him. Uh, and I'm an actor, writer, and all-round creative person, individual. Um, and I'm currently working on a play at the moment, and uh, yeah, and I've known like uh, Daisy and Kyle from like university and stuff like that as well, and we're all around creative actors and people as well. So yes, thank yes. you for having me on. So Michael is here to talk to us today um, about a lot of things, which, as as you know from the podcast, this will be about a lot of things, and and we will start out with a topic, and then it won't be the topic. But we're setting out today with the intention of discussing toxic masculinity. Um, I think the best way to sort of open that conversation is to sort of ask because um, we obviously send out topics to our guests all the time, but this was something that Michael suggested speaking about, which obviously we do want to speak about hundred percent. But I want to know why. For you, Michael, was this something so important that you wanted to talk about it today? I think it's interesting as well because um, there's that sort of like stigma for like straight males talking mm. about toxic masculinity and the things that they keep to themselves. Um, right. And a lot of the time, like literally nine times out of ten, they, they would suppress that and like keep it to themselves, you know. Um, mm. Or when you do speak about it, you're known as weak or like a weak individual and mm. that's just completely incorrect you know um mm. and i just wanted to like kind of create a platform to create that sort of conversation to kind of be comfortable talking about that sort of stuff and it's something that i'm been, i've been working on as well you know um mm. whenever i talk about my feelings you know sometimes yeah. there is that inner urge of like i feel uncomfortable talking about this and it's sometimes to my friends family close friends as well mm. 
when it shouldn't feel like that at all, you know? And uh, it's just the sort of uh, upbringing um, and you know, that sort of stigma behind it. So. I was going to ask, do you know why <clears throat> you feel this sort of almost awkwardness of, of talking about? Like, is it just a sort of... Do you, do, you, do you think there's any, like, logic behind it? Is there, like, a reasoning behind it? Or is it just, like, something you've been conditioned to do? Or, like, because it, it's just interesting. You're like, oh, sometimes I, I still feel awkward. And I'm like, oh, what's yeah. kind no, of led definitely. you to feel like this almost? Definitely. <laughs> I think it's definitely through, like, society and uh, social media as well, you know? Um, you see it in, like, you see it in so much, like, Americanized movies and stuff like that of, like, mm-hmm. um, a young boy expressing their feelings and then the dad of that character would be like no that's not the right way to how to do it you know mm-hmm. um and it's just it is it's complete bullshit you know um and i've just well even nowadays i hardly find any sort of media that covers um like the stigma of masculinity and stuff like that or or like the release of it you know um mm-hmm. so that's why i wanted to kind of talk about it to be like um you know there are guys out there you know and there is that sort of lad culture out there mm. that's just completely fake and bullshit. I think it's interesting for me because when I th- when I think of you, I don't think of you as a particularly masculine guy. Not not because of the way you are as a person, but because I think maybe the friendship me and you have, I don't think it's necessarily the same kind of relationship we would have with the other guys in your life. And I think that's because I am like a more feminine person. So it's like, I guess maybe conversations between us are a bit less like dictated by that which is why that's probably my impression of you but i imagine your relationships with the other men in your life are like that which is why this is so important to you so i'm just curious i guess i'm, I'm guess i'm curious to know you know who who is it do you feel like that being around other men calls for like a different side of you or like a different person lightly yeah no absolutely um mm. when i graduated and moved back home and I was kind of building a relationship again with like my local pals, like that I've known since like prim- uh, since like primary or high school. Yeah. I definitely have like a different reaction to them as to um, my pals now, as to someone else, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And in a way, I do kind of put on this personality for different mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and it is all fake, and it's something I've been working on as well. Because why? Why should I do that? You know, mm-hmm. maybe is it some sort of like defense mechanism because I'm awkward about it do I really like this person? You know, that sounds mm-hmm. horrible, but yeah, it's, it's true, you know? Um, because if so, why are you, why am I being so fake about it, you know? I want to add on as well, because this is just kind of going off of what you said, Kyle. How would you guys, you know, you were very quick to go, oh, you're, I don't think of you as more of a, a masculine guy because I'm more of a feminine guy. What, mm. what is masculine? What is feminine? Because if we're talking about stereotypical masculine, stereotypical feminine i feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they are so like such old stereotypes Mm -hmm. it's all just stereotypes so yeah i don't know i'd be interested to know like what your guys's opinion would be on your definition of masculine and feminine and also what your definition of toxic masculinity would be as well um i 100 percent agree and i think that's a really good point and i think it is worth mentioning because obviously like me as a person like i don't really care for gender or sorry i don't really care for gender or what is necessarily masculine or feminine so i agree with you 100 percent. and i think when i'm talking to michael i'm thinking more about the stereotype that i think plagues a lot of young men in this culture um in terms of the way that they are raised to act 
and B, because I think it's based on um, a stereotype or an idea of masculine, which, mm. again, is a really fair point um, that that I think is passed down to them. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because it's like, well, me and you kind of work quite close and we talk about like all sorts of different things as well. So mm-hmm. we do know how far we go in, in terms of like some jokes and uh, you yeah. know what we're comfortable talking about and what we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can sense that we could sense where we're like okay I'm a bit iffy about this or yeah. whatever um, but it's like I remember years ago um, I think even when I was like a kid you know I, I wore like a pink t-shirt you know yeah. um, and people would be like in primary school like this is like the mid 2000s they'd be like oh you're gay or whatever and I'm like whatever like what the fuck does that stop? what is that yeah. supposed to mean you know mm-hmm. what are you trying What's to giving you that impression? That? yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, and it's again, it's just because of that sort of um, that name calling and that sort of um, trying to have the upper hand that defines your masculinity. You know, it is, um, it is, and I think it's 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 a shame for me when I think when I think about it a lot because toxic masculinity and the idea of masculinity now does not affect my life really at all uh, because of the people because of the kind of person I am because of the things I do because of the people I interact with it's not something that comes into thought a lot for me because it's just it's just not around me anymore but it was a lot growing up so it's like i've i've grown up with this idea of of what masculinity is to understand it now as an adult as something very different so it's not something i struggle with but i see a lot of men my age who do struggle with it because they are still around these people there's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing wrong with someone who is i just want to say there is nothing wrong with someone who is stereotypically masculine but there is something wrong with a person that pretends to be that to um to play up to something or to to fit in because it's it's <laughs> i hate to be the one to say it it's a concept <laughs> you know it's, it's also it's not real it's also it's it's really difficult to like cuz as a as someone who does date guys as well um mm-hmm. and is interested in men it's really difficult, especially, um, and I've actually had this a lot, when guys will be, like, the sweetest, most kind, considerate people with you. Like, so loving, so supportive, like, which is just enhances their attractiveness by 100%, right? And then they go with their friends, and then they turn into a fucking complete asshole, and they mm-hmm. become this stereotypical, like, masculine guy which for me i associate with toxic masculinity because they can't just be the same loving caring supportive person that i know them to be and maybe their their family or close friends know them to be but the second they get in front of like the other lads Mm. it then becomes this thing if you're having to go you what's happened this you are not like this and they're like oh you know fuck off or whatever and you have to make that decision of going how do I help you? Like, how do I, I can't just sit back and allow myself to be with you when you act like this. But at the same time, the person that you are really mm. is, is difficult to kind of give up in a way. So I don't know, like, have you guys experienced that or, or, or is it maybe mm. just a, a female thing or what? what no, it's, it's definitely, you're right about that. Cause it's definitely mm. because of, um, I feel as though guys have this sort of sense of, of uh, bravadoness and pride you know mm. like that's the one thing that they, they hold dear you know and if yeah. you chop that down they're gonna say shit like it's like um fuck i used to do this when i was when i was a teenager you know um like i would ask a girl out 
I'd get rejected and I'd be like, oh, you're ugly anyway, you know? Like, yeah. And I don't know why the fuck I did that. I even experience it like now where it's just like the second that any, it happens mostly with women, but that the second a woman turns around and kind of goes, your behavior is not acceptable, you're being a prick. That's when people, you know, they turn around and, and men go, oh, well, you're a fucking like bitch anyway. You're a fucking like fat cunt, you know what I mean? All, and I, I used to go there all the time and it, like, it got to the point where I was like, okay <laughs> like like but that doesn't change anything like and i and i i struggle i don't know i just i'd be interested to hear from like a male perspective why that was the response do you know what i mean or, or why that was immediate and also like not only why that was the response but also who sort of taught you that that was the response does that make sense mm. no yeah. yeah um honestly and this is a good genuine answer i don't know yeah no one fucking knows uh, mm. maybe yeah it's for that sense of pride to hold something and have the upper hand you know um but you don't get taught that you know like mm. i was taught like uh, you know to be respectful to like everyone you know but i still yeah. did that maybe it was mm. because of the people i hung around with and stuff like that or yeah you know maybe it's because i wanted to have the upper hand and i didn't want to be rejected i would be i would be interested to hear your sort of your background with the with the men in your life and the relationships with the men in your life michael because i don't i don't know what straight people talk about <laughs> me neither no 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 but like it's it's like the god's honest truth is like i don't really now see how they interact with each other there so is a like... certain humor when it comes to um and a certain way in which um qu mm. people in the lgbtqa plus community speak to each other um, mm. And also, you know, and it's just, it's on another level. And I'm not saying that it, well, I mean, I personally think it's funny, but <laughs> I'm not saying it's like, it's just very specific. And I've, I spent, I've spent so long with people in that niche, including yourself, Michael, do you know what I mean? Like, um, because especially the, the job that we all do, um, you meet so many different, amazing people, mm. like all the time. Um, so you, even if you're not, part of that community yourself in a way you sort of become part of it because you're you know you're an ally but i feel like i've <laughs> like i've been around straight people and i'm sitting there like i don't know how to interact, interact. with you guys because yeah. i end up taking the piss out of people and i don't want to <laughs> but i end up just going oh it's fucking yeah i love football and cars and, and i don't you know what i mean like it's 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 exactly the same thing as if a straight person not exactly the same thing, but do you know what I mean? It's the same thing as kind of going like a straight person being like, oh, it's just like penis and vagina, uh, you know. Drag her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. drag her, slay her. her. Stepping on that true tea, hunty. hunty. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean though? It's that sort of- in, I love you know how you're I mean? making fun of yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean though? Like I want to find a better way of communicating and understanding so that when- that thought process. Yeah, yeah so when straight men process. say the things that sometimes they say, you can turn around and go, I know why you said that. It's because, mm. you know, <laughs> your yeah, father's a clock, it's, you know? Yeah, it's the wank <laughs> of the ego. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, uh, just to kind of, like, answer your question there, Kyle. Like, I, I grew up um, in, like, a household full of, full of women. Uh, so it's my sister right. and my mum. And, and I saw my gran a lot as well at the time when okay. I was growing up. Uh, and my oh, auntie as I well. Think. So it was primarily female. Uh, my dad, I would see, like, once every, once every week or so, you know? Um, right, okay. and then a straight guy studying drama as well. I'm surrounded by a lot of girls as well. You know, I had uh, there's been again like when I was when I chose drama as a subject for something I wanted to do, hmm. 
I heard a lot of comments saying, oh, he's gay, or he's this or that. And even at a young age, mm. I felt as though that was a bad thing. Like, oh, I don't want to be this, you know? I felt as though people were saying that in such a way that it's negative, mm. you know? Um, and so I was like, oh, I don't want to be like that, you know? And it's, mm. it's sad, but that's exactly what was true, you know? Because it had that sort of uh, mark on it, you know? When, um, was, when was your first sort of realisation of your masculinity? Do you remember? Like, oh, when no, did it I... become important to you? I think it's um, important to kind of like evolve as a person to sort of like um, question it and like, you know, kind of, you know, feel free to experiment, like go for it, all that sort of stuff. Um, Mm. But I'd say within like maybe after my first year, I think I was like, okay, no, this is what I like. You know, Mm. I understand completely uh, why we'd like a guy for all these different things. and I was questioning to myself, like, oh, is it, well, like, Kyle, you've taught me a lot about, like, sexuality and stuff like that as well. Like, um, I remember we, we watched Dragula. Through conversations. Time. <laughs> Through conversations, yes. <laughs> so it was interesting, right? Because listening to that, I thought you made, you made a, a really good point. But when Kyle asked you about when did masculinity become important to you, you were talking about your sexuality. And I found it interesting. Do you, do you associate those two things very closely? Um, as in masculinity and sexuality are almost the same thing it's they're not the same but for me i feel as though like well, as a straight guy you're kind of on that border about it um and i think okay. it's interesting as well the fact that you pointed that out because me talking about my sexuality like that as open like that a lot of straight men would go oh, mate, why would you think about that? Why would you even say that, man? We've, mm. we've never thought about that. And if you're a straight guy and you've not thought about your sexuality, like... You have. You have. <laughs> Everyone has. I also think, here's the thing, right? I mm. think people who talk about this sort of stuff, questioning their sexuality, and maybe, it, you know, it, talking about when they've experimented with, with men or women or, or, or non-binary people or anything like that, I think those people tend to be more comfortable about their sexuality in general. If you talk about your sexuality and you experiment and then you say, okay, I've experimented, did a little bit of stuff, but I am straight. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, or if you experiment and say, oh, by the way, I'm gay. Yeah. A lot of straight guys would say like, oh, mate, what the fuck? You experimented? What the fuck? That's weird. And you're like, mate, like, have you got something wrong with that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um because i remember like a lot of my close friends they've like came out to me and i <laughs> i react and i go cool mm. like i i literally and i mean this in the best way possible right <laughs> not out of context but like i mean this in the best way like i like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> michael tomney ladies and jelly spoons. i don't care <laughs> Someone comes across the fucking minefields of sexuality and they turn to this young soul, Michael Tomney, and they no. go, do you know what I want? I want my dear friend, Michael Tomney, I want him to be the first to know that I'm, I am gay or I am bisexual. I'm just and like, you know what he cool. fucking said? All right, no. I mean that in the best way possible, no, you know? I know I'm, I'm just Gentlemen. like, cool. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> I didn't even do the research Yo, to find Cass. out. Have you seen what Aunt Cass you, do you know about Aunt Cass? No, what are you saying? That? Aunt Cass is like the ant character in Big Hero Six, right? And oh, I know what you're talking there's about. There's a they Mandela released, they effect. A porn. Did they not? They had a porn. Well, kind kind of, right? 
There's a Mandela saw, effect saw, because they, I saw they it thought. On Twitter. Yeah, they thought legit Pixar edited her like this, but it's not like. I didn't watch it. Go. What's are you about to show me? Like, For those <laughs> listening, Michael just showed me a Pixar character with giant tits. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a conversation with you, Michael, and I remember saying, "I remember saying, Michael, you look like the kind of person that watches weird porn," and you were like, "No, I'm not." And then in two no. seconds, you were pulled back. Big up Hero that, Six, big titties. From what, from what I can only assume is bookmarked. <laughs> re, re, reopen last tab. <laughs> oh, I am exposed. <laughs> I did something on, on my Twitch account. It was a, a tier list of all right. the characters I would have sex with from Shrek. Okay. Was Shrek first? Yeah, he's on the list. He's on the list. So Wait, hang first? on, Handsome Shrek or... or oh, that's Shrek? the thing. We had Handsome Shrek and then Shrek and then we had Santa Shrek from Shrek the Halls. Of course. Of course. It's the whole Who's, thing. Who, who the would whole you... World, right. no, 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 the Shrek on, cinematic Carl. universe. So who... So out of um, Daddy Shrek... Um... No, we had uh, Fairy Godmother first. Oh, oh first. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. She, oh, yeah. She's a fucking milf. Then we had uh, Snow White, who's an emo queen. We love her. Okay. Right, we love a goth girl. Yeah. And then we had uh, the evil queen. And then I think, who else did we have? Oh, we had the ugly stepsister. Re- which one? Doris? The... Uh, the main one. <laughs> Can I ask a question? How do we feel about Farquaad? No, he was low on the list. Really? What about that scene yeah. where he's clearly got a boner? <laughs> they edited... I have never... I like. I <laughs> Actually, no, he would be one of the ones you regret. Really? Oh yeah, the one like yeah. Stan, you whip, you roll over, and he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, do you want breakfast? And then he's just like, I was gonna go for a drive. Do you want to go? And you're just like, oh my god, get out of my bed. I I've never felt more excluded from a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I need to send you it. How do you feel about um, Mama Bear? Before or after dying? Because there's one scene where she's a rug, and then she's alive. I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> was was the dead bear above the live bear? <laughs> Michael, just be honest with me. <laughs> Can I do a topic? Because this is, I really want to get this off my chest, right? I just want to give a shout out to the, the straight men in my life that like a finger in their asshole. I think it takes a lot. I do think, I think it takes a lot. And I just want to, if you're out there, if you are out there and, and you are a straight man who only sleeps with women, well done for you. If, if if their finger goes inside you, if if I'm talking to a straight guy and he mentions that that is what he likes, my respect for him goes from like here to here. Like I'm just like good for you for understanding that that is a pleasure point, not being afraid of that demasculizing, demascu, demasculizing, demasculizing, demasculizing babes. Is it not emasculating? Emasculating. Just say talk. Just say talk. Just say talk. I just see men order beer, and I feel like some men order beer because that's what you should yeah. order. As a as a as a stereotypical masculine person, you should order beer, and I just kind of want to be like this fruity cock. All right, okay. No one is going to think any less of you. This is a safe space. Sorry. If you order it, no one is going to think any less of you. Sorry. It's right. my... So for me, it's fruity cock. It's fruity cock. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't know if it was just me, but it was like for me, it's like this free cock, and then me and Michael are like. <laughs> so Michael, finger in the ass. <laughs> now, like, guys, I have a question for you both. 
What mm. does toxic masculinity mean to you? When you think of the words toxic masculinity or a toxic masculine man, is what I was trying to say before, um, what do you think of? What characteristics, what personality traits do you think of? I know what I think of, but be interested to hear you guys. What do you think? Um, like the first thing I think of is like social media. Like you could have a, ma a really like masculine, masculine man and they're the loveliest people, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's like Kyle, what you said, that there's nothing wrong with masculine men or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, but it's just this sort of like portrayal of like, uh, I think of like Love Island and that mm -hmm. sort of like trashy reality. Love it, love, it, love it or hate it, you know, right. like that's the sort of shit you see every day. Mm -hmm. And as a guy, when you're seeing shit like that and you're like, oh, I have to have that six pack, I have to have that attitude. Um, mm. and they treat the girls like shit mm. on shows like that and so right. we think at a young age that's how you do it you know that's probably the reasons why some young boys are arseholes you know right um and again it's it's definitely to do with that that pride as well that they hold dear you know um but i just think of like this sort of like seeking for approval mm. with yeah. their friends mm. and it's kind of um scary i don't know how you guys see it when like that but i, I imagine like uh, you're on the street you're on a night out and there's a group of boys and i'd love to hear your your thoughts about that but when you see a group of boys i just think oh they're a fucking bunch of bams try to be cool you know mm. and you're probably thinking the exact same thing as well but like that's my, my my immediate thought of like toxic masculinity just people try to be fucking someone they're not I, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's it, generally what I think of is just someone that I feel a bit sorry for because I think it's, I think it's encapsulated and I think it's quite trapping and I think it, it, it reduces because I've met, I've met, I love men. I mm. do for, for a lot of different reasons. Some that are an advantage to me and some because of the way they are, you know, I have met so many amazing men in my life. So many amazing men in my life. Um, that when I speak to them and get to know them, for regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of gender <clears> identity, well, not gender identity, I suppose, but mas masculine people that I've met in my life, that um, just when I get to know them, are such amazingly complex people. Amazingly complex with a lot of opinions on things, a lot of different feelings, emotions, likes, dislikes. And then you see them in these environments and they are completely reduced you know it's it, so many aspects of their personality are just completely taken away from them the things you know about them the the things that they like that they don't really talk to people about the things that make them vulnerable the things that make them interested they're really reduced and it's so sad to see I, it always upsets me to see a guy that i know straight or not that is is so wildly passionate about something that they hide in front of their friends one of the things i love seeing is like um kind of going off again like uh i think of like a group of lads at the pub having a pint talking about like oh which girls they've shagged recently mm. you know or like oh i shagged such and such and whatever mm. and again like why would you why the fuck would you say that you know to mm. someone that you like like yeah if there's a girl you really like why would you talk about her that way yeah. you know and then there's so many things as well like um and I think this is the interesting thing as well. There's a lot of things that guys don't say to each other about like uh, the bad experiences that they have as well. 
you know, um, maybe if they've had like a bad sexual experience, they would never disclose it. Mm. Absolutely never. Um, and that could be like, um, like ejaculation problems or something like that or whatever. And that happens to like a lot of young people. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting as well because you're like, you know, and again, that is a hard thing to talk about, you know, and mm -hmm. guys are, guys genuinely are scared to talk about it because they get made fun of. Yeah. So is that, you know, and it's, it's easy to make fun of, you know, but it's a genuine problem that happens to like every guy. It's almost a sort of insecurity thing that mm. comes out in the form of um, anger, which I find is a recurring thing for me that at least my experiences is that it's, it's just anger. It is anger and sometimes it's violence and it is, it is really sad to see because I just think like you could have been so much more and you're the same age as me and you do nothing. You have not been anywhere. You have not done anything. You have not experienced anything. And you will also never speak about that. And I think that when men do have these issues and they don't speak about it and they repress it, it always comes out one way or another. I don't know. I, I'm curious to... to to sort of hear your guys' opinion on what you guys think <clears throat> that we could do as a as society as to, to sort of well as a generation to change society's view on on toxic masculinity and to kind of change it and to to educate the younger generation of not just men but also women as well to basically normalize talking about your feelings into being more vulnerable like how should we encourage our the next generation of children so that that slowly over time becomes the normality where we can sort of decrease the amount of toxic masculinity there is in the world mm -hmm. you know what i mean what way would help you or would have helped you yeah you know what do you think you needed more of sort of like traditional sense of like um so I was brought up, again, right, so this is a bit personal about myself. I was brought up in a Catholic school, um, yeah. and they have this very traditional viewpoint on our relationship between a man and a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You know, it was sex education. That's how it works. Cool. Interesting. But legit, there were some people in my school who didn't care, you know, or were like, like I, I'm, I'm gay, so I don't really care about that. You know, yeah, yeah, of course, education, it's cool. To, it's good to know these things, but like they don't teach you anything about that, you know, or how to look after yourself, especially when it comes to looking after yourself um, as a sexual health point of view, you know, how to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and that, oh my fucking God, yeah. I I wish I got taught that. Yeah, me too. Kyle's frozen, he sorry, looks as if he's asleep. I... I'm having like, some serious connection issues. I was really issues. trying not to laugh because He's my like, was being really deep. I'm sitting there and you were literally like... I was trying. <laughs> I thought you were doing Kale just falls asleep. So, my last kind of question before we sort of wrap this bit up um, would be if you had children uh, and you had, had a son, how would you be raising him to sort of improve society's image of um, masculinity kind of thing, like typical masculinity. 
what do you think? Oofed. Um, I mean that in the best way. Like that's that's a fucking oofty. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't really say this in terms of masculinity, mm. but I would just mean this in a way of being just common decency and respect for everyone to be mm. moral. Um, is that just to kind of respect everyone? And it, I I know it sounds as simple as as that, right? But mm. sometimes fucking people forget about that you know mm-hmm. and this these sort of toxic men toxic boys out there they forget how to respect one another let alone other girls you know mm-hmm. to kind of insult them or demean them in any way and if i found out that my son disrespected someone like that i would i'd be disgusted honestly mm-hmm. because some of the behavior that i've seen of like young men out clubbing, uh, yeah. disrespecting girls, is yeah. it is it's fucking vile and disgusting, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you say something about it, they want to fight. And I'm like, come on, the state of you, like, what are you actually doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll definitely teach him how to like respect and kind of looking out for one another. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know it's it's literally as simple as yeah. that. Yeah. It's also it's also the sense of you know. If if I if I had a son and my son was behaving like that, I don't think it does any good whatsoever to fight wrong with wrong. I don't think it would do him or me any favors for me to turn around to him, shout at him, scream at him, have a go, be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because children learn behavior from what's around them, as we've already discussed, and that's not just who we spend time with at school. It's mainly our parents. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's not only our parents but a large portion of it has to do with our parents so it's like you know if my child came home to me and i found out that he was behaving in that way or even if if my child came home to me and said this person treated me in this way what good does it do if the way that i deal with that situation is with anger and violence whereas Mm -hmm. what i should Mm -hmm. be doing at least in my opinion is kind of sitting down with them and explaining to them either why what they did was wrong and 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 actually ask them questions and be like do you know why it was wrong and and do you think this is right and then answer any questions they have and also explain to them if they didn't do anything then why the other person was wrong and what they can do next time because it doesn't do any good to just shout at them and tell them that they were wrong because they don't know and all they're going to do from that moment on is just go, oh, if someone is wrong, we shout at them. My emphasis, because I, I think a lot of your sort of typical men don't get outlets a lot for their for their emotions because of because of the way society treats them. So um, having encouraging outlets for men, because I think the reason men get so passionate about things like football or sports or certain typical things is because they don't have places where they can express themselves or express their emotions so for me i think the emphasis should be put on encouraging outlets and saying okay well if this is a thing that you're passionate about then you know enjoy it and and let us you know use use that to communicate your emotions but Mm. don't just give them one alleyway open them up to many different alleyways if you like this 
great but have this as well and this and they run similarly but it's also a place where you feel like you can express yourself and and talk because men don't talk enough until it's too late in a lot of ways and yeah. that's that's an issue the reality i think that the, the sort of takeaway point of this and we say every single episode but every single episode it's fucking true have a motherfucking conversation even when i was like a teenager like i used to be that guy to be like oh fuck off anyway and be a bit of a dick yeah um but honestly it was as recent as like when i was 18 19 mm. maybe mm. even 20 years old you know mm. and i'm looking back and that's not recent well no, sorry that is recent mm -hmm. you know and i'm sitting there like why the fuck did i do that you know mm. um and I cringe when I look back at that and I'm like, why the fuck did I treat someone like that, you know? On a, on a sort of personal note, I don't think that you should, I don't think that you should um, get yourself upset about the person you were when you were 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Because you had to be that person to be this person, yeah. you know? So, we've all done, I mean, I spoke a couple of episodes ago about the way I used to treat straight guys when, when I was younger and gay and... and and the boundaries that I crossed, but I had to be that person to be this person. Mm -hmm. That person is important as a learning curve. That's I want to say as well, this is going to be really softy and really nice. <laughs> even like when I was like uh, having a conversation with you guys, a lot of the time, even just during this recording, I felt myself kind of shaking up a little bit about mm -hmm. it. And I mean that in the nicest way. Like I didn't feel uncomfortable talking about that. Well, no, even though, even maybe i did maybe i did okay. feel uncomfortable talking about it but i felt safe telling you guys it you know and you guys made this really safe space and stuff like that because some of the stuff i've never even said out loud before you know mm -hmm. and that's exactly what we've been saying this whole time as well so it was nice to kind of share that with you all and if anyone is listening if you feel the exact same you know yeah. was nice. that including when you you have a dildo that comes from your ceiling or was that <laughs> <laughs> are, we gonna, are we gonna imagine if like just Imagine I haven't Iron included Man. that. <laughs> like... My favourite part is, imagine if I don't edit that in, and it's just gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be the first time we hear about it. Imagine I'm like gonna have Iron to Man's now. place, like Iron Man's all like equipment, but it's just full of dildos. It's That's just dildos. It's just yeah, yeah. full of dildos. It's just a suit. It's a suit, but with a dick in the ass. So you just sort of sit into it. <laughs> so that would move us on to our rec for rec section. Now, for those of you who are just joining us on this episode, our rec for rec section is a section at the end where we speak to our guests about uh, recommendations from myself, Daisy, and the guest. Uh, just things that we've been watching, things that we've been listening to, things we've been interacting with, foods we've been eating. It's a real broad spectrum of stuff that is just what we think people would benefit from knowing about. Um, so with that said, as our guest for the episode, Michael, you get to start us off. What is your rec for rec for this episode? Uh, my recommendation, I have two, right. and my first one is a theatre company based in Glasgow called Half Light Nights Productions. Okay. Uh, we recently had a show on February called Twisted Firestarter, right. um, and it was a really successful run, and uh, we're currently working on our next project, uh, Whiskey Dick, which is a play that I wrote back in 2020, and basically it talks about, like... Um, the kind of conversation we've had in this recording as well, um, like the good, embarrassing, awkward moments, it's kind of like a coming of age story as well, uh, but also about like the sort of insecurities and the, the negative moments as well. So it kind of goes deep and has a deep dive into sort the sort of uh, stigma 
of masculinity and the things that we've been talking about today. So mm-hmm. that'll be happening in August this year. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you are interested as well, I also have a Twitch account as well called Paranoid Highlander. Um, I've been streaming for about four months now and luckily I've been doing really, really, really well. Um, my variety streamer played just a bunch of games and have a wee chit chat as well. And it's a lot of fun. It's a nice wee safe space as well. So if you're interested, mm-hmm. definitely check that out. <laughs> my God. <laughs> this is, see, Michael had an outlet. Michael had an outlet. <laughs> Michael has an outlet where, in which he told us that I can't he get it back on. <laughs> I'm stuck. No. Michael! Right, that's getting cut then. That's, that's fucking hefty. Like... And that's the reason why this Highlander is paranoid. <laughs> okay. Carl, what's your rep for rec? Um, my rep for rec for this episode is the hypnotist Michael Seeley. Um... He does like a lot of sleep hypnosis for a lot of different reasons. It's some really good stuff, um, and it's just it's just it's just really good for like helping you get to sleep. Um, I've gone through like a lot of sleep hypnotists, and this is the only one for me that I've found that's really worked. So I think people will benefit from knowing about it. I think it's one of the first ones that comes up when you search sleep hypnosis on Spotify, etc. So just check check his stuff out. Listen to a few tapes before you go to bed, and it just it just improved my sleep so much. So yeah. Daisy, your rec for rec for this episode? Um, my rec for rec is a sort of like, I think it's an anime, I'm not sure. I don't know. It was like literally about a week ago, came on Netflix. Um, it is called um, Kotaro Lives Alone. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, probably not. Basically about this little boy, he's like four or something, lives alone in this like apartment block. Um, and then there's like a load of neighbours that like all become friends with him and stuff. And I was genuinely like what the fuck is this like that's so weird but then you kind of find out like why he's by himself and like what's happened and stuff and it's really like heartwarming there's not a lot of like do you know what i mean there's there's you don't have to really understand the story like there's it's very like easy watching very wholesome um but it's kind of like sort of i don't know there, there maybe is a trigger warning because there is like mild sort of child abandonment child abuse like um undertones to it um so maybe Mm. going with a trigger warning but because it's a sort of pg um like program i think it would be all right but just just expect some stuff um but yeah it's really cute as well and the little boy is like ridiculously cute and very sweet as well um kind of like a sort of older man trapped in a young boy's body but then like has the like personality almost of a four-year-old boy boy as well so like he'll be talking like a sort of normal like 30 year old man and then he'll like Mm. do really childish things or like typical four-year-old things and it kind of reminds you that like kids who have been through this shit will tend to act much older than they are but then in reality they are just kids do you know what i mean Mm. um so yeah highly recommend it very sweet and as always um we will attach links to all of our rec for rex on our instagram bio as well as in our link tree um anything we've spoken about today will also go there as well um and also anything we've spoken about in the past as well as past rec for rex um will be there as well um so guys so our past rec for rex for a highlight on our instagram story so guys, um, no, just take that, take that back a little bit and just edit that in. 
What do you want me to say? Just I passed rep for Rex or a highlight on our story where you just said they were on our link tree. They're okay. Not, uh, for, okay. Uh, I've been corrected. Um, our past <laughs> rep for X. Our past rep for X are on our link tree. No. Our past rep for X are on our story. A story no. highlight. A story highlight. Uh, yes. Okay. I've been corrected. Our past. <laughs> you. Um. Our highlight stories <laughs> is on our link tree. Okay. <laughs> All of our past. Everything that we've done is on our link tree, except for what Carl said, which is on our. <laughs> it's not though. I don't know it's what... not though. What's on our link tree, Daisy? My Instagram, which is fucking matters. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Any final thoughts about anything we've spoken about today, Michael? Just if you're a straight guy, feel free to open up more. Don't be afraid to be emotional about things, you know, and to to have the conversations, you know. Um, I think that's important as well, and um, to kind of open up a bit about yourself, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as freeing as well. You know, I mentioned this earlier on as well, like uh, how I kind of felt as though I was in a safe space to talk about this stuff that I've experienced today. And I'm glad that you guys shared that with me and uh, such and such. And um, yeah, it felt nice, you know. Uh, so okay. I truly, um, I definitely like advise people to do that because it's nice and it's freeing. Kyle? Um, my final thoughts are just, if you're out there and you get down on yourself, um, you're worried about the way people perceive you, just just <clears throat> change just change the narrative. Change the narrative, take control and change the narrative, you know? Um, if you often make jokes about having a small penis, make jokes about having a big penis. You know, just just talk about your f twelve inch dong all the time, and just just celebrate yourself. Change the narrative and yeah. and take control of it, and just say, "I'm not gonna do this with myself anymore. I'm gonna change, and I'm gonna I'm gonna remove that voice in my head that tells me I'm not, I can't do this, or I'm not this, or." I shouldn't be this way. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Just take steps to to celebrate yourself more, and and your own internal monologue. Daisy. Yeah. I think I would say, um, you know, it is difficult to open up to people. It is really genuinely hard because for, for so many reasons, some of which we've discussed on this episode and in previous episodes, and some that we're yet to discuss. But all I would say to that, and this is something that I tell myself every day and I try and tell other people, if someone came up to you and wanted to talk to you about something, how would you react? And also, again, have, have, uh, have questions, have conversations, have questions, have, questions. <laughs> have que no, actually, yeah, have, have questions. questions, have, have questions. questions and have conversations, you know, because there aren't always answers, but there are conversations. So, yeah, with that, thank you very much, Michael, for being on thank the podcast. You. We hope you've had fun. Basically, um, we, we always mention it, and we've, we've mentioned it in a few episodes back, but um, if anyone does want to speak about anything that we've spoken about on this episode of the podcast, as well as previous episodes of the podcast, um, feel free to send us a message. Our DMs are always open, obviously completely anonymous. Yeah, we just need, like, a little goodbye line to find Bye! Oh, we, good, no, I've done we've it done that one. Um...
how uh goodbye Something to, funny to fade back out on. Okay. You know, I, was gonna um, say, I just, couldn't just remember the name. Question. See, I, I was going to mention Life is a Highway again, and I forgot the band that does it, so I was going to say fucking Dizzy Rascal. And I'm like, that's not Dizzy Rascal. Some people think I'm bonkers, okay, but I just I think I'm free. free. Man, I'm just living out yes. like, there's nothing yeah, crazy, crazy about it. Bye!